This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found financial tech and the Guide Rock Capital Management weekly commentary for the week of June 10th, 2013. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska, and we post the show, including the written commentary, each week out at the AverageGuy.tv. Financial Tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management, located right here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a free copy of the written commentary in advance, send us an email that just goes to Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com and put subscribe in the subject line. If you'd like... Uh, or if you have any questions or comments that we can read or answer on the show, we love those when you send those in. You can email the show, podcast at theaverageguy.tv, or send them to Andrew, Andrew underscore Hunt, at guiderockcapital.com directly. And, of course, you can find us both on Twitter. Andrew is at Andrew D. Hunt, and, of course, I am just at Jay Collison. Andrew, great to see you. I know you're out on the East Coast this week. What do you got for us? Hey, it's good to be seen, Jim. It's true. I'm coming live um, from Manhattan today, Manhattan, New York City. And I'm glad that uh, we could figure it out. Uh, if there's some lag, I apologize to our listeners, uh, but uh, it is what it is. So last week in the markets, um, it has been just you know a really interesting time to sit back and watch this because uh, there's been a lot of concerns uh, whether the Federal Reserve will begin in its quantitative easing program, and that's really contorted the market's response to the news that's come out in the last week. Uh, there's kind of some unexceptional economic reports that were treated as good news and pushed the mar stock markets higher, and then there were some strong economic reports that were treated as bad news, which pushed the markets lower. Uh, it's, you know, it's just kind of an anomaly because people don't want the Fed to uh, slow down on quantitative easing. Quantitative easing. Uh, markets headed south about middle of the week, but uh, responded positively to the uh, May jobs report that came out for the U.S. Um, it was kind of a Goldilocks report, neither too weak nor too strong, and it showed that the Labor Department added slightly more jobs than expected in May, uh, which is uh, apparently uh, was uh, was going to be an increase that wasn't quite large enough to spur the Federal Reserve to uh, early retire quantitative easing. Uh, and then the, the U.S. stock markets finished higher last week overall. Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 0.9%. The S&P 500 index gained 0.8%. And the NASDAQ, the technology index, rose 0.4%. Uh, we've seen a lot of activity in the bond markets. Uh, this uncertainty regarding quantitative easing has really created volatility in the U.S. bond markets. Um, concerns that the Fed could be tapering sooner rather than that QE uh, program triggered some really sharp increases in bond yields. And uh, several new offerings in the muni bond markets, which are issued by cities and states um, and are typically tax-exempt, um, from federal taxes have actually been scaled back or postponed entirely because of all this uncertainty. So pretty interesting stuff going on out there. We're definitely keeping our eye on all the activity. So is investing in the stock market more like golf or is it more like tennis? Uh, you know, every sport has a certain way to measure performance. It's like running is based on time, of course. Uh, the hygiene Jump is based on feet and inches, football and basketball points, baseball is based on runs, which leads to winning the match. 
In effect, tennis players have to win along the way in order to win at the end of the match. That's pretty interesting. By contrast, golf is scored using stroke play, meaning it doesn't matter who wins any particular hole. Rather, the, the winner of the entire round is determined by who has the lowest cumulative score. Despite the different scoring systems, people who, have, who win at golf and tennis still need to perform somewhat consistently along the way. Tennis players can't play great for three games and then play horrible for four games and still win. Uh, likewise, golfers who triple bogey 12 holes like I do uh, and then birdie six holes probably won't win the club championship. So before we can determine whether winning as an investor is more like golf or tennis, we really have to define what winning as an investor means, quote unquote. Uh, simply put, we have to define winning as an investor to mean that you've achieved your financial goals within the time frame you've identified and at a risk level that was applicable to you. So using that definition, winning as an investor is more like winning at golf than it is tennis. In golf, the winner is determined at the end of the round or match. Who won each individual hole doesn't matter, and the winning investor wins, for example, when they've achieved their goal by the end of the specified period. I think it's a lot like life. That winning at golf is not always neat and tidy, right? Uh, sometimes golfers have to take a triple bogey. Uh, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> and uh, just like that, in the stock markets, sometimes they take a big drop. And nobody likes to see those declines, but it's, an, it's really important to understand that they're going to happen. And also, it's really important to that, understand that golfers have numerous clubs in their bag. Depending on how far they are from the hole or their lie or an obstacle that they might have in their way, um, they can choose a different, a different club. So on the tee on a par 5, for example, a golfer might take out a driver because they have a long ways to go. Uh, likewise, a client who is a long way from retirement might be more heavily weighted equities uh, in an effort to get, gain greater return. Conversely, a golfer on the green with a three-foot putt uh, would pull out a putter instead of a driver. Uh, so kind of similarly with retirement, uh, when there's a certain, uh, when you're getting close to the goal, there are certain asset classes that have lower risk profiles, uh, might be more suited for your portfolio than heavily allocation to e equities. So it's pretty interesting to think about these comparisons. And uh, I, th I think it's really important to remember that you know, uh, whatever you do, uh, the, the goal is to be competitive in your investing and to be competitive um, in, in the uh, allocations you take and, and that are appropriate for your risk tolerance and your time horizon. And the ultimate goal is uh, so that you can spend more time doing what you want to do, which might be either golf or tennis, right? Uh, I also have to say that, by the way, investing in securities is subject to market fluctuation, as we all know, and you could lose principal. Uh, there's no specific strategy that ensures success and protects against loss. So here's our quote for the week. It's from Maya Angelou, the American author and poet. It says, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Awesome, Andrew. We're having some latency problems uh, today, and so we want to go back and forth with any questions, but I always appreciate you coming out and making time to do this. We always try and squeeze it in every week from no matter where you are, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll bid you safe travels back here. Uh, to Omaha, and uh, thanks again for coming in. I'll also remind folks, we do post the full show notes. So uh, a couple times Andrew cut out, and uh, you may not have gotten the entire message that he was trying to say. If, if you want to go back and get the full written commentary, head out to theaverageguide.tv slash FT. That stands for Financial Tech 031. This is the 31st show that we've done. So theaverageguide.tv slash uh, for Financial Tech FT 031. 
and uh, you can get the we we produce the the written commentary every single week, so you can get that out there, get that done. And like I mentioned early in the show, you can subscribe to that in advance if you'd like as well. I will give you one reminder. I often don't bring uh, my personal life into the podcast that we do here on financial tech, but just a reminder: you know, uh, my brother's house is in the middle of the fire uh, fires, the black. Forest fires. There we go. Black Forest is, fire is going on right now in Colorado Springs. If you're listening to this podcast sometime in 2014, it's been a year since it happened. But, um, you know, just a reminder for, for your financial data, for your pictures, those kinds of things, really important that you get a backup done and you get an offsite backup. You never know when these kind of disasters are going to strike. You never know. Uh, you just you can't predict any of these things, whether it's fire or floods or earthquakes or tornadoes or hurricanes. Those things happen. Really good idea to get your financial data together and then move it off site. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. We got that covered on the Home Tech Podcast over at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you want to talk to that or talk to me about that, you can just send us an email. Podcast at TheAverageGuy.tv. Lots of easy ways to do that technology-wise. Now, there's no reason the most important stuff that you own isn't somewhere else other than your one physical location. Uh, in your house, and we can get that backed up for you. Well, if you're new to podcasting and you'd like an easy way to listen each week, we've provided that way for you too as well with a service called Stitcher, available on any browser as well as both Android and iPhone platforms. It's a great way to listen to the podcast each week, and you can do it automatically. This show and all the past shows are on Stitcher. Just go out to Stitcher.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher.com, search financial tech. You can search for the Home Tech Podcast as well. That's out there as well. It's education for your ears. And be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital. That's just uh, guiderockcapital.com. Follow Andrew on Twitter, just Andrew D. Hunt, and get all the show notes out at theaverageguy.tv. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening. We'll catch up to you next week. Remember, be smart about your investing and maybe even your backup. GuideRock Capital Management, Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.